This episode of the What's Happening Delco podcast is brought to you by Delco Meets for Business. Check us out on Meetup, register, and attend one of our fantastic networking meetings, which we meet on the first and third Thursday at the Brick House in Ridley Park, and the second and fourth Thursday at the Upper Crust in Newtown Square. We look forward to seeing you there. What's happening, Delco? I'm Rich Shane, and welcome to the What's Happening Delco podcast. Today, I'm joined by Chaplain Justin Cohen of Veterans Chapel. Chaplain Justin Cohen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Rich. What's happening, Delco? Well, you're happening today because we get to talk about what Veterans Chapel offers to the community. So speak to that, Chaplain Justin. Yeah, I, I am a, a chaplain for all of the veterans in Delaware County. Uh, I'm a veteran myself and also an ordained clergy person with chaplaincy training and certification. And I provide pastoral care and counseling to all veterans here in Delaware County. Now, how do people connect with you? How do they find you? Well, that's that's an interesting question because there's there's two ways. Number one, I am the official post chaplain in some veterans organizations, such as the VFW, American Legion, Disabled American Veterans, etc. So people who are on the inside of those organizations know already know how to get in touch with me. Then there are veterans in the community who may not be members of or affiliates of those organizations. To those individuals, I perform outreach, and that outreach is either A, advertising, social media, Facebook, website, and I'm also uh, very much in the community, on the street, boots on the ground type of individual. So I'm always reaching out to vets, which is easy because veterans have a tendency to identify themselves. There's always a bumper sticker or a hat or a T-shirt that says I'm a veteran or Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, whatever the case may be. And then I just start a conversation with them and see where they're at, how I can help them, if I can help them encourage them, and get them connected to any resources that they may need. When you talk about connecting them to resources, what are some of those resources that are available that you're able to provide? Primarily, the resources all are administered by the Veterans Administration, and that could be health care if they are entitled. And depending on when a person was in you know, what what range, whether it was during a conflict or not, they may or may not be eligible. And then for someone who may have been injured or have become disabled related to something that happened to them while they were on active duty, that falls under disability compensation, which also is administered by the Veterans Administration. So I try to connect them with the resources that a VFW, American Legion, DAV post may have, and then ultimately get them to the Veterans Administration for health care if they're eligible or treatment for a disability for which they are most definitely eligible. Speak to some of the common conversations or some of those consistencies that people are bringing to you and want to say, hey, I just want to have a conversation or I need help with this. A lot of veterans, uh, particularly in, in this particular period of time, 
are now the Iraqi and Afghanistan war veterans. So they're a lot younger. They're a lot different than previous generations. Uh, fortunately, they are a generation which is more apt or more prone to ask for help, which is very good because at times previous generations were not. But the the, the commonality that runs through, uh, a lot of them are looking for direction relative to their career, and then other ones are seeking health care, benefits, or something related to their disability usually falls into one of those categories. You touched on something really important there. Help with direction on their career. Yes. They served our country and continue to serve. And they come back with skills that some may be more apropos to the military, but not to, let's say, in the civilian population. Is there training? Is there work that can be done? And Again, in the community, how do we connect these veterans with employers or help them start their own business? Yes. Uh, I myself, I'm a career counselor, so I'm able to direct individuals to organizations outside of my ministry, either through those veterans organizations or organizations such as EDSI, uh, which is located here in Delaware County. They have offices in Chester, uh, and they provide uh, training to help individuals tweak their resume. Uh, for example, uh, I was in the Navy, and I was deployed twice. Telling people on a resume that I was overseas twice doesn't really hit the target verbally, or, or in writing when someone is interviewing you or reading their reading your resume. What you should say is that you're willing to travel, right? So it's something as simple as that. Being, being able to transition the language that we use in the military to language that normal people understand. <laughs> but the resources are there through, through the VFW, American Legion, and through the VA for, you know, there's career transition type of services. We hear quite often and perhaps not often enough or not to the expansiveness of the issue about suicide within the veterans community. And we, again, we don't necessarily understand, even though you point out, hey, this maybe this age group is more apt to ask for help, but there's still a lot of work to be done. And you know, from a standpoint, how do we help? How do we recognize? How do we get involved to say, somebody's here for you, you are important, you are valued. What can we do, Chaplain Justin? Well, uh, this is a, a, a complicated issue. First, there's over 20 individuals, 20 veterans who commit suicide daily. One is too many let alone over 20. Um, The reason why anyone would commit suicide, veteran or not, could be a myriad of reasons. But some of the signs that anyone would exhibit are are universal across the board. Uh, If someone 
is despondent, someone is depressed for a period of time, more than a day or so, someone actually communicates suicidal ideation, they have a plan, or they say things like, I'm not worth anything, or I, I'm worthless, I'm no good, uh, those, those uh, self-deprecating negative type of proclamations about oneself, uh, and then the mood swings, all of that, all of those are, are definite red flags. Uh, change in eating behavior, change in sleeping behavior, things of that nature. Those are things that people need to uh, keep an eye out for. Uh, and call the VA, call call 911, call the VA. Never be afraid to reach out to a resource or to reach out for help if you think that anyone is in any way, shape, or form in a mental state where they may harm themselves or others. I think that's so impactful. And I think to echo that, reach out. And again, I I think it's a responsibility for me to be the one also to check in. Just because somebody looks like, hey, I'm doing fine. But on the inside, there may be that struggle. And just having somebody like you and the Veterans Administration or just somebody to talk to and release some of that inside is so valuable, especially for what you're doing. Right. And the the, the number to call, like I said, you can call 911, but even more importantly is the number 988. 988. And that is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline phone number. If you ever, uh, yourself or someone else, call 988. And it will connect you with someone who is able to assist you or assist you in assisting someone else. So how do people, what are the numbers? Is there an email? Is there a website? How do people find you so they can get to you directly? Speak to you about the additional services and all the value that you bring. Sure. The, the easiest way to get in touch with me is via my website, uh, which is www.chaplaincohen.us. And Chaplin is spelled C-H-A-P-L-A-I-N. Thanks to our wonderful English language, one of the words that's spelled not how it sounds. <laughs> C-H-A-P-L-A-I-N, C-O-H-E-N dot U-S. And all of my social media is Chaplin Cohen. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all of the social media is Chaplin Cohen. I have the same handle for all of them because I believe in branding. What was it for you that connected that this was your path, that this was your passion to help people? How did this start for you? Well, you know, some things uh, are an epiphany or an awakening and you have an urgent call to go off and, and do a certain thing or point your life in a specific direction. For me, this really developed over over a period of time. Uh, it evolved. I mean, I'm, I'm a veteran myself. So when I began uh, getting involved in those veteran services organizations, I joined the American Legion, I joined the VFW, I joined DAV. Um, I became involved, and because I was the ordained clergy person, and there was a need for a specific post-chaplain at that time, I was asked to be the chaplain, and I was voted in by my comrades to be the post-chaplain 
in that particular organization. Uh, so that was the that was the baseline. That's how it all started, and then it just evolved and grew over our, over the last twelve to thirteen years. From there to where uh, I began reaching out into the community and became involved in other community groups and with elected officials, things of that nature, uh, to where my ministry was not only in the post, but outside of the post into the, into the, into all of Delaware County in general. Who mentors you? Who do you look up to? Who inspires you? Oh man, that is an awesome question. Uh, First of all, my pastor who raised me in ministry in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, his name's Bishop Paul Zink. And then my seminary president, Dr. Harold Vick, uh, the late Dr. Harold Vick. Uh, nowadays, it is Bishop Andy C. Luter, who's the pastor of Amityville Full Gospel Baptist Church, Amityville, New York. Then the previous presiding bishop of the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship, Bishop Paul Morton, and the current presiding bishop of the Full Gospel Baptist Church Fellowship, Bishop Joseph Walker. That's the denomination or church fellowship that I belong to. What's really fascinating to me is that you encompass, you bring together all those influences. They still get to be impactful through you as a conduit. And I, I think when you look and say, you know, who influences us in our life, but then how do we take that message and echo it throughout the land? And that's that's really, you know, just as I said, fascinating that you're able to embrace that and take those parts and make it whole to how you minister. Yeah, the, the, those those gentlemen uh, just just through their through their lifestyle and the things that they have taught. Uh, have been very impactful to me over the last 30 years. And I catch myself repeating what they say or what they have said. And, you know, without without even thinking about it, I wind up parroting or using a catchphrase that they may use in my explanation of things to other people. That's their legacy. Who motivates you? What gets you out of bed? You know, just the hope. If I can make a difference in one person's life, in one veteran's life, whether it's big or small, or whether it's direct or indirectly, that perhaps I can refer that person to another resource, just the hope that I can make a difference in one veteran's life. Uh, and I know that that's possible. I'll just give you a very brief story. Um, I was filling in for a pastor in Lansdowne a couple months ago. He had to go away for the weekend, so he asked me to to fill in for his church service on Sunday morning. And one of the individuals came up to me after service, and they showed me this little gospel tract uh, that they had. And they said, my uncle was in XYZ nursing home, and he just passed away. And I said, well, who was your uncle? They gave me his name. I said, oh, yeah, I, I remember him. I just spoke with him, you know, last month when I was there uh, a, a few weeks ago. And they said, yeah, he, he passed away. I said, well, obviously, you know, I'm, so, I'm sorry for your loss. And they said, well, is this is this from you? I said, yeah, obviously. If you turn it around, flip it around, it's got my name on the back. And it has my name and my phone number that I had stamped on there. And they were concerned 
because it was during COVID. They, the visiting hours had changed and all this sort of stuff. Uh, so they still had some COVID protocols in place, even at this, uh, you know, several year mark. Um, and it comforted them knowing that their uncle, who they were not able to come in contact with personally, one-on-one, face-to-face, in person, but someone else was, and that person was a chaplain, that person was a fellow veteran, and that I was able to minister to their uncle prior to him passing. And that gave that nephew a great peace of mind knowing that. So I always tell people this, even if you've only made a difference in one person's life, you have really not just made a per- a difference in one person's life. You've made a difference in that person's family. And then when you make a difference in a family, you make a difference in a community and in a neighborhood and so on and so on. Just like you drop a pebble into the water, the rings just keep on expanding. Your one contact that one friendly word that you may have for somebody, that one piece of encouragement you have for somebody, that one referral that you give for somebody or to somebody has everlasting rippling effects. So never think that anything that any of you do to be a blessing to somebody else is stops with that one person. That's inspiring. And that the simplest things we don't realize day to day how those little simple things can have a big impact, can be a big message, but it's about encouraging. It's about championing. It's about affirming people as we meet them where they are. And look, you are the chaplain for Delco Meets for Business. So you have the ability to change people's lives as well. Chaplain Justin, if you're out and about and you have a cheesesteak craving, where are you going? I'm going to Colonial Kitchen on Union Avenue. Wow, you didn't even hesitate on that, did you? And it, it, hands down, it, matter of fact, the reason why I have a size 46 waist is <laughs> I have Colonial Kitchen on the mind. It's at the forefront of my mind continuously. <laughs> How about pizza? Where are you going for that pizza craving? Uh, pizza, I am going to uh, Serrano's down in Springfield, Morton area. And do you have a favorite topping or toppings that you are always looking for? Mushroom, green peppers, pepperoni, and ground beef. That sounds yummy. That sounds delicious. It is good. You're out and about in the Delco area and you need a convenience store option. Where are you going? Royal Farms or Wawa? Royal what? <laughs> Royal who? Never heard of. Wawa, hands down. Chaplain Justin, how do you explain Delco to somebody who's never been here or who has not heard of Delco before? Uh, Delco is not only a geographical location, but Delco is an attitude and a lifestyle. Delco is multicultural but not to the point where it's a melting pot, it's a tossed salad. There's still enough of each individual's cultures that they're distinct, yet we all get along and live 
with one another. So there's the multiculturalism. We haven't morphed into just one homogenous gray area unit. Everybody maintains their own individual culture. Uh, so you have that multicultural aspect. And it's a work ethic, not in terms of class, because even even the quote unquote white collar uh, individuals in Delco, the quote unquote executive type person has a has a down to earth uh, grind about them. They have a work they have a work ethic. So Delco is a hardworking, multicultural, uh, go get them type of attitude. That's what I say. So it's not just a geographical location. It's a lifestyle and it's an attitude. You have friends or family coming in from out of town. You want to give them or take them to that Delco experience. What's going to be on the agenda? If they've never heard of a Wawa, I take them to a Wawa. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, the the local corner pizza store like Colonial Kitchen down on down on Union Avenue to give them that, you know, local corner store uh, pizza cheesesteak experience. Uh and then also drive them around to a lot of our beautiful suburban areas, such as our parks, such as Rose Tree Park. Uh, I know all of the veterans memorials and little veterans parks throughout the throughout the county. I take them there and show them those locations as well. So Delco is just not the eastern end. It's also everything else. It's also our our suburban uh, areas that are beautiful as well. We are speaking on the Next, we're we're less than twelve hours uh, from the point in time when the Phillies did not proceed on to the World Series, and I have to say that there's that mood over the area right now. There's that mood in Delco of sadness and anger and frustration. But I can share with you this little time that we spent today has just filled me up with energy and filled me up with hope and optimism. And that's what you bring to the community. And that's a value. And we're grateful for what you do every day. We're grateful that you're a friend of what's happening, Delco. And we can't wait to see more of what you do. And if if anybody, you know, is not sure, is there anything that we missed about you know, either the Veterans Chapel or you that you'd like people to know? Uh, I can give out my phone number, uh, which is public in information. My cell phone is my business phone, and it's on 24-7 for veterans who are in crisis. And that's 610-931-7182. Uh, you can call or text at any time 24-7, and I will, I will respond because I have a weird schedule and I'm a light sleeper. And if I can do anything to help anyone, please give me a call. Keep helping people. That's your mission. So thank Absolutely. you for doing that. And that's a Delco attitude. <laughs>